This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Le Mort d'Arthur, Volume 1, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Book 7, Chapters 22 to 26. Chapter 22 and then she let fetch to fore the damosel that had ridden with him many wildsome ways. Then was Sir Gareth more gladder than he was to fore. And then they troth plight each other to love, and never to fail whilst their life lasteth. And so they burnt both in love, that they were accorded to abate their lust secretly. And there Dame Lioness counselled Sir Gareth to sleep in none other place but in the hall and there she promised him to come to his bed a little afore midnight. This counsel was not so privily kept, but it was understood, for they were but young both, and tender of age, and had not used none such crafts to fore, wherefore the damosel Linnet was a little displeased, and she thought her sister Dame Lioness was a little over-hasty, that she might not abide the time of her marriage, and for saving their worship, she thought to abate their hot lusts. And so she let ordain by her subtle crafts that they had not their intents neither with other, as in their delights, until they were married. And so it passed on, that after supper was made clean avoidance, that every lord and lady should go unto his rest. But Sir Gareth said plainly he would go no farther than the hall, for in such places, he said, was convenient for an errant knight to take his rest in. And so there were ordained great couches, and thereon feather-beds, and there laid him down to sleep. And within a while came Dame Lioness, wrapped in a mantle furred with ermine, and laid her down beside Sir Gareth. And therewithal he began to kiss her, and then he looked afore him, and there he perceived and saw come an armed knight with many lights about him. And this knight had a long gizarm in his hand, and made grim countenance to smite him. When Sir Gareth saw him come in that wise, he leapt out of his bed, and gat in his hand his sword, and leapt straight toward that knight. And when the knight saw Sir Gareth come so fiercely upon him, he smote him with a foin through the thick of the thigh, that the wound was a shaftman broad, and had cut a too many veins and sinews. And therewithal Sir Gareth smote him upon the helm such a buffet that he fell grovelling, and then he leapt over him and unlaced his helm, and smote off his head from the body. And then he bled so fast that he might not stand. But so he laid him down upon his bed, and there he swooned, and lay as he had been dead. The dame lioness cried aloud, that her brother Sir Gringamore heard, and came down. And when he saw Sir Gareth so shamefully wounded, he was sore displeased, and said, I am shamed that this noble knight is thus honoured. Sir, said Sir Gringamore, how may this be, that ye be here, and this noble knight wounded? Brother, she said, I cannot tell you, for it was not done by me, nor by mine assent, for he is my lord, and I am his, and he must be mine husband. Therefore, my brother, 
I will that ye wit I shame me not to be with him, nor to do him all the pleasure that I can. Sister, said Sir Gringamore, and I will that ye wit it, and Sir Gareth both, that it was never done by me, nor by my assent, that this unhappy deed was done. And there they staunched his bleeding as well as they might, and great sorrow made Sir Gringamore and Dame Lioness. And forthwithal came Dame Linnet, and took up the head in the sight of them all, and anointed it with an ointment thereas it was smitten off, and in the same wise she did to the other part thereas the head stuck, and then she set it together, and it stuck as fast as ever it did. And the knight arose lightly up, and the damsel Linnet put him in her chamber. All this saw Sir Gringamore and Dame Lioness, and so did Sir Gareth, and well he spied that it was the damsel Linnet that rode with him through the perilous passages. Ah, well, damsel, said Sir Gareth, I weened ye would not have done as ye have done. My lord Gareth, said Linnet, all that I have done I will avow, and all that I have done shall be for your honour and worship, and to us all. And so within a while Sir Gareth was nigh whole, and waxed lights, and jocund, and sang, danced, and gamed, and he and Dame Lioness were so hot in burning love, that they made their covenant at the tenth night after, that she should come to his bed, and because he was wounded afore, he laid his armour and his sword nigh his bedside. CHAPTER Twenty Three. Right as she promised she came, and she was not so soon in his bed, but she spied an armed knight coming toward the bed. Therewithal she warned Sir Gareth, and lightly through the good help of Dame Lioness he was armed, and they hurtled together with great ire and malice all about the hall, and there was great lights as it had been the number of twenty torches both before and behind, so that Sir Gareth strained him, so that his old wound brast again a-bleeding. But he was hot and courageous, and took no keep. But with this great force he struck down that knight, and void his helm, and struck off his head. Then he hewed the head in a hundred pieces, and when he had done so he took up all those pieces, and threw them out at a window into the ditches of the castle. And by this done he was so faint that unneath us he might stand for bleeding. And by when he was almost unarmed he fell in a deadly swoon on the floor. And then Dame Lioness cried so that Sir Gringamore heard. And when he came and found Sir Gareth in that plight, he made great sorrow. And there he awaked Sir Gareth, and gave him a drink that relieved him wonderly well. But the sorrow that Dame Lioness made there may no tongue tell, for she so fared with herself as she would have died. Right so came this damsel Linnet before them all, and she had fetched all the gobbets of the head that Sir Gareth had thrown out at a window, and there she anointed them as she had done to fore, and set them together again. Well, damsel Linnet, said Sir Gareth, I have not deserved all this despite that ye do unto me. Sir Knight, she said, I have nothing done, but I will avow, and all that I have done shall be to your worship and to us all. And then was Sir Gareth staunched of his bleeding. But the leeches said that there was no man that bare the life should heal him throughout his wound, but if they healed him, that caused that stroke by enchantment. So leave we Sir Gareth 
there with Sir Gringamore and his sisters, and turned we unto King Arthur, that at the next feast of Pentecost held his feast, and there came the green knight with fifty knights, and yielded them all unto King Arthur. And so there came the red knight, his brother, and yielded him to King Arthur, and threescore knights with him. Also there came the blue knight, brother to them, with a hundred knights, and yielded them unto King Arthur. And the green knight's name was Pertolepe, and the red knight's name was Perimonus, and the blue knight's name was Sir Persant of Indy. These three brethren told King Arthur how they were overcome by a knight that a damosel had with her, and called him Boman. Jesu, said the king, I marvel what knight he is, and of what lineage he is come. He was with me a twelvemonth, and poorly and shamefully he was fostered, and Sir Kay in scorn named him Boman. So right as the king stood so talking with these three brethren, there came Sir Launcelot du Lac, and told the king that there was come a goodly lord with six hundred knights with him. Then the king went out of Carleon, for there was the feast, and there came to him this lord, and saluted the king in a goodly manner. What will ye, said King Arthur, and what is your errand? Sir, he said, my name is the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, but my name is Sir Ironside, and, sir, wit ye well, here I am sent to you of a knight that is called Beaumain, for he won me in plain battle hand for hand, and so did never no knight but he, that ever had the better of me this thirty winter, the which commanded to yield me to you at your will. Ye are welcome, said the king, for ye have been long a great foe to me and my court, and now I trust to God I shall so entreat you that ye shall be my friend. Sir, both I and these five hundred knights shall always be at your summons to do your service as may lie in our powers. Jesu mercy, said King Arthur, I am much beholden unto that knight that hath put so his body in devoir to worship me and my court. And as to thee, Ironside, that are called the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, thou art called a perilous knight, and if thou wilt hold of me, I shall worship thee and make thee knight of the table round, but then thou must be no more murderer. Sir, as to that I have promised unto Sir Beaumain never more to use such customs, for all the shameful customs that I used I did at the request of a lady that I loved and therefore I must go unto Sir Launcelot and unto Sir Gawaine, and ask them forgiveness of the evil will I had unto them, for all that I put to death was all only for the love of Sir Launcelot and of Sir Gawaine. They be here now, said the king, afore thee, now may ye say to them what ye will. And then he kneeled down unto Sir Launcelot and to Sir Gawaine, and prayed them of forgiveness of his enmity that ever he had against them. Chapter 24 Then goodly they said all at once, God forgive you, and we do, and pray you that ye will tell us where we may find Sir Beaumont. Fair lords, said Sir Ironside, I cannot tell you, for it is full hard to find him. For such young knights as he is one, when they be in their adventures, be never abiding in no place. 
but to say the worship that the red knight of the red lawns and sir persant and his brother said of Bumayan, it was marvel to hear well my fair lords said king arthur wit you well i shall do you honour for the love of sir Beaumains, and as soon as ever i meet him i shall make you all upon one day knights of the table round and as to thee sir persant of inde thou hast been ever called a full noble knight and so have ever been thy three brethren called but i marvel said the king that i hear not of the black knight your brother he was a full noble knight sir said pertolepe the green knight sir Beaumains slew him in a recounter with his spear his name was sir persad that was great pity said the king and so said many knights for these four brethren were full well known in the court of king arthur for noble knights for long time they had holden war against the knights of the round table then said pertolepe the green knight to the king at a passage of the water of mortes there encountered sir Beaumains with two brethren that ever for the most part kept that passage and they were two deadly knights and there he slew the eldest brother in the water and smote him upon the head such a buffet that he fell down in the water and there he was drowned and his name was sir gerard le brus and after he slew the other brother upon the land his name was Sir Arnold Le Brus. Chapter 25 Note 3 In Caxton's edition this chapter is misnumbered 26, setting the numeration wrong to the end of the book. So then the king and they went to meet, and were served in the best manner. And as they sat at the meat, there came in the queen of Orkney, with ladies and knights a great number. And then Sir Gawaine, Sir Agravaine, and Gaheris arose, and went to her and saluted her upon their knees, and asked her blessing. For in fifteen year they had not seen her. Then she spake on high to her brother King Arthur, Where have ye done my young son, Sir Gareth? He was here amongst you a twelvemonth, and ye made a kitchen knave of him, the which is shame to you all. Alas, where have you done, my dear son, that was my joy and bliss? O oh, dear mother, said Sir Gawain, I knew him not, nor I, said the king, that now me repenteth, but thank be God he is proved a worshipful knight as any is now living of his years, and I shall never be glad till I may find him. Ah, brother, said the queen unto King Arthur, and unto Sir Gawain, and to all her sons, ye did yourself great shame when ye amongst you kept my son in the kitchen, and fed him like a poor hog. Fair sister, said King Arthur, ye shall right well wit, I knew him not, nor no more did Sir Gawain, nor his brethren, but sithen it is so, said the king, that he is thus gone from us all, we must shape a remedy to find him. Also, sister, meseemeth ye might have done me to wit of his coming, and then, an I had not done well to him, ye might have blamed me. For when he came to this court, he came leaning upon two men's shoulders, as though he might not have gone, and then he asked me three gifts, and one he asked the same day, that was that I would give him meat enough that twelve months. 
and the other two gifts he asked that day a twelvemonth, and that was that he might have the adventure of the damosel linnet, and the third was that Sir Launcelot should make him knight when he desired him. And so I granted him all his desire, and many in this court marvelled that he desired his sustenance for a twelvemonth, and thereby we deemed many of us that he was not come of a noble house. Sir, said the Queen of Orkney unto King Arthur her brother, wit ye well that I sent him unto you right well armed and horsed, and worshipfully beseen of his body, and gold and silver plenty to spend. It may be, said the king, but thereof saw we none, save that same day as he departed from us, knights told me that there came a dwarf hither suddenly, and brought him armour and a good horse, full well and richly beseen, and thereat we all had marvel from whence that riches came, that we deemed all that he was come of men of worship. Brother, said the queen, all that ye say I believe. For ever sithen he was grown he was marvellously witted, and ever he was faithful and true of his promise. But I marvel, said she, that Sir Kay did mock him and scorn him, and gave him that name Beaumain. Yet Sir Kay, said the queen, named him more righteously than he weened, for I dare say, an he be alive, he is as fair and handed man, and well disposed as any is living. Sir, said Arthur, let this language be still, and by the grace of God he shall be found, and he be within this seven realms, and let all this parson be merry, for he is proved to be a man of worship, and that is my joy. Chapter 26 Then said Sir Gawaine and his brethren unto Arthur, Sir, and ye will give us leave, we will go and seek our brother. Nay, said Sir Launcelot, that shall ye not need. And so said Sir Baudwin of Britain, for as by our advice the king shall send unto Dame Lioness a messenger, and pray her that she will come to the court in all haste that she may, and doubt ye not she will come and then she may give you best counsel where you shall find him. This is well said of you, said the king. So then goodly letters were made, and the messenger sent forth. That night and day he went till he came unto the castle Perilius, and then the lady Dame Lioness was sent for, thereas she was with Sir Gringamore her brother and Sir Gareth. And when she understood this message, she bade him ride on his way unto King Arthur, and she would come after in all goodly haste. Then when she came to Sir Gringamore and to Sir Gareth, she told them all how King Arthur had sent for her. That is because of me, said Sir Gareth. Now advise me, said Dame Lioness, what shall I say, and in what manner I shall rule me? My lady, my love, said Sir Gareth, I pray you in no wise be ye a known where I am, but well I wot my mother is there, and all my brethren, and they will take upon them to seek me, I wot well that they do. But this, madam, I would ye said, and advise the king, when he questioned with you of me. Then may ye say, this is your advice, that, an it like his good grace, ye will do make a cry against the feast of the assumption of our lady, that what knight there proveth him best, he shall wield you and all your land. And if so be that he be an wedded man, that his wife shall have the degree, and a coronal of gold beset with stones of virtue to the value of a thousand pound, and a white gerfalcon. 
So Dame Lioness departed and came to King Arthur, where she was nobly received, and there she was sore questioned of the king and of the queen of Orkney, and she answered where Sir Gareth was she could not tell, but thus much she said unto Arthur, Sir, I will it cry a tournament that shall be done before my castle at the assumption of our lady, and the cry shall be this, that you, my lord Arthur, shall be there, and your knights, and I will purvey that my knights shall be against yours, and then I am sure you shall hear of Sir Gareth. This is well advised, said King Arthur, and so she departed, and the king and she made great provision to that tournament. When the dame Lioness was come back to the isle of Avilion, that was the same isle there as her brother Sir Gringamore dwelt, then she told them all how she had done, and what promise she had made to King Arthur. Alas, said Sir Gareth, I have been so wounded with unhappiness sithen I came into this castle, that I shall not be able to do at that tournament like a knight, for I was never thoroughly whole since I was hurt. Be ye of good cheer, said the damosel Linnet, for I undertake within these fifteen days to make ye whole, and as lusty as ever ye were. And then she laid an ointment and a salve to him, as it pleased to her, that he was never so fresh nor so lusty. Then said the damosel Linnet, Send you unto Sir Persant of Inde, and summon him and his knights to be here with you as they have promised. Also that ye send unto Sir Ironside, that is the Red Knight of the Red Lawns, and charge him that he be ready with you with his whole sum of knights, and then shall ye be able to match with King Arthur and his knights. So this was done, and all knights were sent for unto the castle Perilius. And then the Red Knight answered and said unto Dame Lioness and to Sir Gareth, Madam, and my lord Sir Gareth, ye shall understand that I have been at the court of King Arthur, and Sir Persant of Inde, and his brethren, and there we have done our homage as ye commanded us. Also, Sir Ironside said, I have taken upon me with Sir Persant of Inde, and his brethren, to hold part against my lord, Sir Launcelot, and the knights of that court. And this have I done for the love of my lady, Dame Lioness, and you, my lord, Sir Gareth. Ye have well done, said Sir Gareth, but will you well ye shall be full sore matched with the most noble knights of the world. Therefore we must purvey us of good knights where we may get them. That is well said, said Sir Persant, and worshipfully. And so the cry was made in England, Wales, and Scotland, Ireland, Cornwall, and in all the out-isles, and in Brittany, and in many countries, that at the feast of Our Lady the Assumption next coming, men should come to the castle Perilius, beside the Isle of Avilion, and there all the knights that there came should have the choice, whether them list to be on the one party with the knights of the castle, or on the other party with King Arthur. And two months was to the day that the tournament should be, and so there came many good knights that were at their large, and held them for the most part against King Arthur and his knights of the round table, and came in the side of them of the castle. For Sir Epinogrus was the first, and he was the king's son of Northumberland, and Sir Palamides the Saracen was another, and Sir Saferi his brother, and Sir Segwarides his brother, 
but they were christened, and Sir Malegrin another, and Sir Brian de Lis Ile, a noble knight, and Sir Grammor Grammersum, a good knight of Scotland, and Sir Cardos of the Dolorous Tower, a noble knight, and Sir Turquine his brother, and Sir Arnold and Sir Gauter, two brethren, good knights of Cornwall. There came Sir Tristram de Lyonnais, and with him Sir Dinas, the Seneschal, and Sir Sadoc. But this Sir Tristram was not at that time knight of the table round, but he was one of the best knights of the world. And so all these noble knights accompanied them with the lady of the castle, and with the red knight of the red lawns. But as for Sir Gareth, he would not take upon him more, but as other mean knights. End of Book 7, Chapters 22-26 to 26, of Le Mort d'Arthur by Thomas Mallory Read by Lars Rolander